0: What's up, guys? We are back with episode two. Last time I talked about the struggle of being a young person and bridging the gap between your family and the church. I was given some feedback, and I know that it helped launch some of you into a place where you are now beginning to see God's plan in it all and just believe that he is going to do exactly what he has promised he would do. I mean, throughout this Christian walk, trust is a key element that allows you to endure and see the plan of God fulfilled. Which is why this week, I feel that I should talk about the ultimate plan of God and the will of God and how we play a part in it. Like oftentimes, the will of God is so misunderstood and we are stuck in a place of not knowing how to navigate our way to our destiny and to the end result of our faith and trust in Jesus. But what if I told you that this is not the will of God for you? He doesn't want us ignorant of what he plans to do in our lives, even if we don't know some of the details and how he's going to do it. But God desires to make you a critical part of the plan. So, through prayerful consideration and experience, I feel that I'll be able to give you some insight into why it is so important to understand the will of God. So, let's begin today's episode of Passion Behind the Voices. Alright, so today we will take a look at some very insightful scriptures that have helped me to kind of understand the will of God and just His ultimate plan for us. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation for us to better understand what is being said. I want to start with Proverbs chapter 2 verses 1 through 5. It says, My child, listen to what I say and treasure my commands. Tune your ears to wisdom and concentrate on understanding. Cry out for insight and ask for understanding. Search for them as you would for silver. Seek them like hidden treasures. Then you will understand what it means to fear the Lord, and you will gain the knowledge of God. As we see in this passage of Scripture, there is a call to tune in to wisdom and a challenge to concentrate on understanding. We are to cry out for insight and to ask for understanding. The words tune, concentrate, cry out, and ask all speak of desperation and a yearning to know something that was previously unknown. So whether that be the basic principles of the Bible or the most advanced, there should always be a hunger for the things of God. Matthew 5, 6 tells us that blessed are those who do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. I truly believe that hunger always precedes revelation and is the prerequisite before God gives something to a person. Whether it be financial blessing, physical healing, or whatever it may be, there is still a part we must play in the process. You must seek for it. The passage goes on to tell us that we are to search for them as silver and as hidden treasure and then we will find what we are looking for. When you search for silver and hidden treasure, you have to dig deeper than the surface and you must have in the back of your mind that I will have to break through what I see right now. When you dig, your effort determines what you will achieve. I could tell you all day that there is silver that is in a specific location and that I want you to have it. But until you make up your mind to get a shovel and start digging, you won't get it. This is how it is with the will of God for our lives. You know, God will let us know things about his plan for us. He will tell us, hey, I have called you to do this. I want you to go here or have him or her for you. And he wants us to begin to dig for it and seek to see it fulfilled. I hear so often, I'm waiting on God and, and then nothing else is done. Waiting in God's definition does not mean to sit and do nothing. It means to remain busy in the kingdom as he is preparing the blessing. Luke 19, verses 12 through 13, talks about a nobleman going into a far country to receive unto himself a kingdom, and then to return. He calls his servants, gave them pounds, and then told them to to occupy until he comes. In other words, the servants were supposed to remain in the nobleman's place, and then stand in his place and continue his business. The pounds most likely had a return that was supposed to come from them. It was the same way with the servants with the talents. They were to carry on the master's business using what he allowed them to have. The master knew what was attached to each pound and talent and what each person was capable capable of. But there was still a part the servants had to play. They had to occupy it. They had to be stewards. They had to find their hands doing the work of the one who called them and trust him to supply whatever they needed to succeed. All they had to do was do their part. I truly believe if anything went wrong while the nobleman was away, he would have come back to help fix whatever it was, or he would have sent word to those in charge while he was gone so they could help. So maybe this is you and your ministry. I know what God has called me to do. I know the gifts he has given me. He's shown me the end result. But what are you doing with the information you were given? How have you occupied what he gave? We often get so caught up on the end result that we forget the in-between god called me and i know what i'll end up becoming but what about the time before the end result and after the beginning i had the privilege of going to uh north american youth congress last year and um, brother mark brown preached a, a message and it was called um uh, there's a lad here and he made an interesting point and i'm going to paraphrase he said the difference between the called and the chosen is that the called simply hear the initial beckoning from Jesus, but the chosen are diligent to know more about it and what they can do to see it fulfilled. For example, Peter was called on the water, but he had to cry out to receive the invitation that would eventually lead him to step in the new dimension of faith and become the preacher of Pentecost. He lost focus on the voice when he stopped being diligent about walking to Jesus. I truly believe Jesus was saying, Peter, I'm not inviting you to step out on the faith and diligence that kept you waiting in the boat. But I'm calling you based on the faith you're operating on the day my church is born. Peter sank, but he was diligent. He did something. The will of God was for Peter to come to him, but he had to step out and leave the familiar comfort of the boat. Or maybe it's a relationship or finding the one. I'm going to turn your attention to Genesis Chapter two, verses 20 through 23. And this is talking about Adam. And it says, he gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the sky and all the wild animals. But still, there was no helper just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from the man. So if you notice, God put Adam to sleep, took out a rib and made the woman. And then he brought her to Adam or he presented her. I believe this speaks of God giving Adam an opportunity to see if the woman that he made was everything that he desired. Someone who could help him fulfill the plan of God for Eden. Adam called her woman. I believe God already knew what she would be called, but he gave Adam the chance to choose. After all, there was no creature that was found for Adam. He was busy doing everything else in the garden and yet had no help meet for him. So God did what Adam couldn't and gave him a chance to choose. I'll say that again. God did what Adam couldn't and gave him a chance to choose. Eve was everything Adam desired. First, because Adam was in tune with God and had the plan of God in his mind. When you allow your mind and your work to be driven by the mind and spirit of God, he will allow the manifested blessing to be what you have desired. I'm going to say that one more time. When you allow your mind and work to be driven by the mind and spirit of God, he will allow the manifested blessing to be what you have desired. My pastor Timothy Lee says a lot. When you make God's business your business, he will make your business his business. It works the same way in every area of our Christian life. It's a sowing and reaping life. You put in and then you get out. Your effort determines when and how the blessing will be manifested. We oftentimes make the will of God so mystical and and mysterious. We make it spooky and we feel as if God has made us robots to simply go about life without a choice. God is sovereign and yes, he's in control. Yet he chooses to use us. He chooses to give us free will and a chance to directly affect our destiny by the choices we make. So if you're waiting on that person or that ministry or that family member to be saved, keep in mind that God desires to use us to bring it about. For example, the Bible says that God's will is that none should perish, but that all should come to repentance, correct? He desires that everyone is uh, saved, yet people choose the path they'll end up on by what they do and the choices they make. Seek God. Get the mind of Christ in you. Then you will gain the ability to go through life and claim everything that you desire. As long as it is filtered through the ultimate plan of God and what he knows will help you get to him. While also making life an enjoyable experience. We are all called to be ambassadors for Christ. We hear this all the time. We are to be ambassadors for Christ, representatives of the kingdom. So I looked up the word ambassador. And it says it's a person who acts as a representative or promoter of a a specified activity or a diplomat sent by a country as its official representative to a foreign country. In other words, you are walking through life with the authority and power of heaven to build his kingdom and do the work that Jesus did on earth and even greater than that. God's will is to see souls saved and his kingdom established in the earth. Everything else is an added benefit if we keep our minds stayed on the ultimate goal and realize that all that we do and achieve is for the kingdom. You have a part to play in the will of God. What choices will you make to see it fulfilled? I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you have any questions, feel free to let me know. The Instagram page is behind the voices underscore all lowercase. Uh, next episode, I plan to cover more on this topic but more from a submission perspective. But I pray that God will continue to lead each and every one of us in the direction of our destiny as we continue to just see his kingdom established. I encourage you to seek his will and realize that he chooses us. He cho- He chooses to use us in it all, in his ultimate plan, in his, in his will. He chooses to use us. So God bless, and I'll see you all next time on Passion Behind the Voices.